Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians keeping in touch through the power of books. And we have started our first book club book of 2023 and it is Becoming by Michelle Obama. And last week we said to you guys to read page 50. We have both gone above that because I think it's page 52 took us to chapter 5. And it just felt silly to end before the chapter. So we did read up to chapter 5. Um, so, thoughts? Well, I mean, it it strikes me as she had a really, like, balanced, good growing up time, really, uh, in her youth, wasn't it? She had a really good parents, really supportive. Um, yes, she didn't live in a fancy house or have fancy stuff, but she seemed to have just a very caring family background, basically, was was the impression I got. I don't know how you felt about it. Yeah, I found it quite interesting because when she's talking about her past, you know, being young, her her mum and her dad and that kind of growing up stage, it's like she still looks back on it with that kind of childlike view, if that makes sense. Like she she says that she knows, you know, her mum was sometimes thinking of leaving her dad and, and these sorts of things. So there was obviously some complications in the family life but she was so like it was never shown to her and her brother like they were never made aware of those issues and even now as an adult she's too scared to kind of ask the ins and outs of that so I think it's quite interesting when she's reflecting on her childhood because she can see it through that adult gaze but she never wants to kind of pull back the paint and reveal like what was actually going on if that makes sense oh I feel like you've Notice something that I didn't notice. I've never really got that feeling at all. I must have like brushed past that. Isn't it <laughs> funny how we see different yeah. things? I think it's because I don't know. Just the way she talks about, like she she says, you know, now she can look back and notice that there were fewer white people in the area, or the school was going downhill, and there was all this stuff going on in the background, like her mum raising all that money. But as a child, she was never aware of that. Mm. You know, she was just kind of like, oh, these teachers are rubbish and I want to go around doing this. And her mum would go into school and like had a chat, wouldn't she, to the teachers. And basically she got her her moved up a grade, didn't she? So that she didn't I mean, her mum's great. Yeah. You think to yourself, if Michelle Obama didn't have her mum, what kind of person would she have become? Because Mm. her mum was such a compass for both her and her brother of keeping them on the right track. Well, and also for the dad, because the dad had medical issues as well. So she was kind of like this rock, keeping everybody together, really, in a way. And just, I just thought it was lovely how in the early years, before she was a teenager, her and her friends would go back to her mum's house at lunchtime and sit and have sandwiches and a drink. And her mum would be like listening in on the conversation, but not listening in. But it was just also very innocent and very lovely and, I don't know, just quite comforting. And she seemed to have quite a comforting, supporting sort of family, I feel. Yeah, because even when she talks about her wider family and she talks about the generations of her family and how many generations of her family before, Mm. say, they were in servitude and were slaves. And you think, it's not that many generations, you know? No. Um, and when she puts it like that, you're suddenly like, whoa, that is shocking. Like, it's not her gra- granddad, but, like, his parents. They they were mm. 
of that era and you think that's actually not that long ago no because there was there there was some quite interesting characters wasn't there because I felt she clashed quite a lot with Robbie who was was it the auntie was it an aunt or some kind of I think she was relative yeah some sort of relation who played the piano and I yeah yeah, she did always she taught her her piano but she was really cross with with Michelle because she was um going above herself and sort of practicing tunes she wasn't allowed to to play and then you know Mm. Robbie would go no you're not playing that well that's rubbish and yet when she went (laughs) for that recital she had that recital she went up and helped her didn't she she knew she was good at what she was doing but she just kind of pulled Michelle back a little bit didn't she yeah there's so many complicated characters in in her story and I do find so far considering we're just learning about her time as a child um there's so many like interesting tidbits that Mm. she kind of brings up um she never fully explores them but I feel like as an adult she's kind of gonna go back to those issues that were raised as a child Mm. um but yeah and obviously the question of race that is brought up very early on in the book that it was something that she was always aware of um, and you know, they had all the talks yeah. and the discussions and it's it's I, I find that sort of thing quite fascinating to read about because I never had to go through that so I'm just like that's really interesting that that's just part of life do you know well yeah because there was that there was that part wasn't there where the um the family they were really close to that didn't look very black had moved out to the suburbs mm. hadn't they and that suburbs was quite a white area and they'd been invited to go there. And then um, it was almost like that she never said what happened, but there was obviously something that had happened after they visited. And like that family, I, I believe it sounds like had been almost castigated because or left out of things because they were friends with the black family, you know. And it, it, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just those racial moments, isn't there? Racist moments that come out. Yeah, and it was that moment for me when her cousin came over to play and she kind of just says, why do you speak like a white person? And she kind of goes into talking about that and how later on in life that's going to come back to her because of her, you know, Barrack and and Mm. how he speaks and how everyone's always saying that. Mm. And it's it's like, that shouldn't be the case, like talking eloquently or fluently should just be you know well education and everyone should have access to that um but obviously that is associated with privilege which is associated with being white and it was just shocking when that came out in yeah. the book because I was yeah. just like what I know um yeah there was some and the, some yeah. you know quite quite sort of interesting things really wasn't it oh and and what took going back to the suburbs thing they um somebody trashed his car, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that was her so dad's that car. went on, didn't it? But yeah, there was just all sorts of bits coming out. Really, the grandfather is it Grandfather Shields who was called West Side and then he was called South Side because he moved to. <laughs> yeah. He was a what I thought was quite an interesting character with his music collection and yeah. I think he she she took solitude in going to see him solace she was very much sort of felt comfortable in his company and would go and she had her own shelf to put her records on there and stuff like that I thought that was really lovely 
that relationship. So far, it's been such an honest account, I feel. Like, it's very authentic, the way she's writing about her story, and it, it's not boring, no. even though, like, we're just going through the motions of, you know, yeah. a, child, a child to teenager sort of growth story, um, which we've all been through, but I don't know. The way she's telling it is quite interesting, and yeah. it's interesting to see maybe the markers or the people in her life that made her out to be the person she is yeah it's um i'm quite enjoying it it's quite different we're going to read up to the next part in the book which i think is page 107 isn't it i think i believe yes and that that takes us to the next part as you said which is called becoming us so next week we'll be reading this page 107 to the part Becoming Us where we kind of go on to the next chapter of her life, um, so to speak. So oh. very interesting, lots to read. I wonder where we're going to go. Um, and I, I imagine Becoming Us is when she meets up with Barak and yeah. forms that kind of family unit. Yeah. I'm also interested to see what develops with her brother Craig because he has his issues, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know much about her family, to be honest. No. This all feels like I've no idea what's going to happen because her brother at the moment seems to be quite an honest guy, playing basketball, but he's got some serious anxiety issues. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to, like, Google her or her family because no. <laughs> I don't want to read about what, what 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 has happened to those people. But, yeah, I'm not quite sure, so be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't want to know what happened to her dad just because oh, she doesn't really no. seem to talk about him like mm. he's here anymore. Mm. So I've got a feeling he's not mm. around, but I also don't want to know what happens. <laughs> yeah, it'd be quite sad, um, won't it? Yeah. So, what have we been reading? Well, I finished this one. So this is Big Girl, Small Town by Michelle Gallon. I, I did my Instagram picture next to a fish and chip shop. In the fish and chip shop, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, like. <laughs> um, for me, this book is a renewal. I really, really loved it. I thought it was really good. It's gritty. Such an emotional character. And she went through so much in that week. And something good happens in the end. I'm obviously not going to reveal what happens. But something good does happen in the end. And... It doesn't go into detail where she takes that, but it sort of indicates it at the end of the book. But, um, yeah, it's good. Troubled mum. But she's kind of got her head screwed on and she had a lot to deal with at home with her mum and, you know, we will never find out what happened to her dad, whether her dad did die or he's just gone missing. We don't know. Um, But, yeah. Maybe, I don't know whether there's a, a second book, but I don't think so. I think she's just finished it there. So, But really enjoyed it. Big Girl, Small Town, Michelle Gallen. It's a renewal. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, last week, I forgot to mention a, a book that I read over Christmas. So before we broke up for Christmas, I said that I was reading Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I have finished that book and I actually just forgot to review it. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to use the one that I've already read to catch up. Um, so this was the book about the tennis star Carrie oh, Soto, yes. who 
we went into retirement and then came out of retirement because um, another tennis star was going to beat her record of the most won Grand Slam. So she comes out of retirement to reclaim her record so she is never forgotten uh, because she wants to be the best tennis star that ever lived sort of thing. And everyone's like, oh, she's old. She's, I may just say, she's only like 37 or something. So I was like, old? My goodness. But I guess in sport, that is quite old. Um, and her father is a tennis coach. And it's all about them kind of reclaiming that relationship again and trying to make sure that she wins these titles. And it's a really nice book because she meets up with another man who's come out of retirement who's on the tennis circuit. And together they kind of train and make each other better and it's it's just a really nice story and she's such a hard-nosed character that she is hard to like to begin um, but by the end she just you quite like her she grows on you and the woman that she's kind of competing against for these titles you can't help but like her as well so it's really weird because you want Carrie to win like the final match but then you also don't mind if the other woman wins because you like her just as much um, and it's a really interesting story. There's enough there that it's not just about tennis. You know, it's about lives and connections. Uh, but also, if you love tennis, there is so much tennis in this book. <laughs> um, I, I will say her writing of the game was quite interesting to read and it did feel like you were watching it. I find sometimes when you read sport books, it doesn't like correlate. But this one was well done. I, I really liked it. I would say it was a renew for me. It's not my favourite book of hers, but it was still a really good book that Taylor uh, Jenkins has written. Is she a tennis player? Does she play tennis? I don't think so. This is the crazy thing. This author, I've read so many of her books and she always writes about such different topics that you think, how does she do her research? Yeah. Because <laughs> she, she always writes about famous people, but these are famous people in so many different areas. Like in one of her books... They were surfers and they were like really famous surfers and there was so much information about like the surfing scene and I was just like, how does she know all this? <laughs> Maybe she I... doesn't, but she writes so convincingly. <laughs> I think I need to read some of her books. Oh, they're like gold dust, like just so addictive. I think because at the core of the books, it's there's always a really good relationship that you're rooting for mm. and that's what makes you continue reading. But the setting and the fame is quite um, exciting. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the book I'm currently reading, uh, which is I did talk about last week because I got it out of the library, is I've started the third book in the series of the Soldier Girls, which is um, Purple oh, Hearts yeah. by Michael Grant. And it follows um, three women in World War Two called Rio, Frangie and Rainey. And you've been following those through the uh, other two books as well. Um, They're coming towards the end of the war now. So they're in 1944. So I've just started that. Not much to say at the moment. I've just read only, I've only read a couple of chapters, but um, they're in England at the moment. Rio is in England anyway, the first character. I've got a feeling they might be heading um, into the, is it the Dunkirk one? Ah, uh, yeah, the one of the big battles the on the beaches. The D- on, the be- on the beaches, yeah. I'm not sure if that's there's going to be a scene where they're on the beaches. Possibly, I don't know. Whether... I hope he doesn't kill any of them. Well, I don't know because I think I think that's where Rio might be heading. I don't know. Woo. 
but yeah terrible so purple hearts oh, michael sorry. grant um, I also started a new book. Technically, I'm still reading Open Water that I mentioned last week, but I've got a terrible habit of flip-flopping with books at the moment. <laughs> like, I, I start one and then I'm like, ah, oh, let's start this other one. And then I finish them at the same time. And um, this one is called Hair House by Sally Hinchcliffe. And I got this at Christmas from my mum. And it is a beautiful book. It's a physical copy that I've got of it. And the pages are uh, painted like black so when you look at the pages, mm. it's just like black and there's a rabbit jumping over the moon with little stars. And it Aww. is one of the most beautiful books I've ever seen. Um, so I'm really excited because it's just lovely to have. Um, but I started reading this book and it's really interesting. It's about this woman that used to be a teacher, but she kind of got kicked out of being a teacher because of an incident that happened in her classroom. And from the sounds of it, it sounded like her class experienced mass hysteria and all of them fainted but because she wasn't like overly fussed or bothered by it I don't know she got the sack the story of that is still unclear (laughs) but there's definitely some suspicion going on there with her past job and she moved from I think it was London to Scotland in a very remote area and now she's tutoring and living on her own but the family that owns the estate that she's living on is very strange in their house they have all of these miniature kind of exhibits but instead of people being in these exhibits like you would have in a doll's house they're like little stuffed hairs Ooh. really weird really Ooh, odd that's really <laughs> and odd. the woman <laughs> that she lives next door to is also really odd very peculiar lady not very nice unsettles the main character and I don't know, I think this book is going to be a slow burn, but I think there is definitely a fantasy element because um, the girl that has just come back from school who lives at the house with the little hairs, she mentioned that the neighbour was like a a witch. And obviously the main character's like, don't really think so. You know, you just think it's someone being mean about someone else. But I think actually maybe there is witchcraft in this book. And that's why the book feels so unsettling all the time, because there's something not quite right. Um, But it's written superbly. Like, the atmosphere of this book, as soon as I opened the pages and read it, I was there. Um, So I'm really, really enjoying it, but it is quite an intense read, because, as I say, I can't put my finger on it, but there is something unsettling about the location and the other characters in the book. So, yeah, really enjoying it so far. It sounds a good book. Sounds a very beautiful yeah. <laughs> book. Oh, it's stunning. I'll have to show it you next time, actually. Yeah, make sure you do. The listeners won't be able to see it until I Instagram it yeah, at some point. you need to Instagram it. Show the pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll show you the pages. <laughs> I need to catch up on my Instagram. I keep taking pictures of stuff and then forgetting to upload it. <laughs> I try my Terrible. best. I need to do more. need to do more on it. Yeah, I'm terrible with the social media. I'm trying. <laughs> I'll try harder. <laughs> it's just one of those things that goes by each day, though, doesn't it? You look at people on it, it and they just do crazy amounts, don't they? All the time. Oh, I know. And they're so good at tagging people yeah. and getting sponsorship. And I'm just like, 
I don't have time on top of a full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, that's all my book news. I don't have any other book news this week. No, I don't have any other book news. I'm hoping next week I might finish the two books that I've started reading at the same time and I'll have something else to talk about. Yeah, I'm sure I'll only be halfway through Michael Grant's Purple Hearts, but it doesn't matter. I'll have something to talk about, a bit more about that book next week. I've just got so many books that I want to read this year. (laughs) I just want to know what happens in all the books that I have on my shelves. Well, I think you'll—I think you'll go past your target. I'm sure. No, I can't get. I think I'll get past sixty-five. I don't think I'll get past seventy. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's unhealthy levels of reading. <laughs> if you read all the FQRs, the fiction quick reads, you'd definitely get past that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. The trick is for me just to read novellas this year, hundred-page books. That's it. Uh, So that is all from us this week. Thanks for listening as always. And please head over to Instagram and like all of our pictures at Lounging With Books because it will just motivate us to post more content for you. Next week, we will be getting obviously to the Becoming Us section of Michelle Obama's book, which is page 107. So that is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. (laughs) 